Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. I'm joined today by Jerry Hamilton, On3 National Football, National Football Recruiting uh, Analyst and also uh, Inside Texas uh recruiting analyst as well and he's at Arlington Bowie today uh checking in on uh Devin Campbell and uh, the offensive lineman that Texas is after uh as well as a number uh of other prospects they have in the the younger years as well uh Jerry welcome in bud yeah thanks for having me Bobby it's uh windy we're in North Texas so it's windy but it's not chilly so we're good and I was at Dallas Kimball and Duncanville yesterday, that was more basketball. Basketball signing period coming up tomorrow. Artario Morris consensus five-star will sign with Texas. Um, and uh, just was over there doing a little basketball work. Uh, but I will say, Bobby, we'll get this thing started. When I was over there at Duncanville, now Coach Samples was busy with football practice, so I didn't bug them. But the word on the street, so to speak, at Duncanville is that Texas has not backed off Oregon commitment Cameron Williams, the big offensive tackle. Um, and then the other news out of there is, Clemson may be starting to make a little run at Abor, the four-star defensive end at Duncanville. So a couple of notes there out of Duncanville without bugging Coach Samples as he's getting prepped for a playoff football game. Well, that, that's you just highlighted to me one of the reasons why I, I like bringing you or other people on this show that actually get out and, and go see players and coaches. You, you don't learn that just by making phone calls. No. Yeah, you, no. you have to go out and do it and beat the that's bushes. Right. And, all right. That's right. Uh, Texas has a big recruiting weekend coming up this weekend. Um, they've got Kansas at home, uh, prohibitive favorites, whether we agree with that or not, right? Uh, but uh, two big or three big offensive linemen coming in, two for official visits, one of which, Devin Campbell, uh, that you're at his high school right now. Uh, give us an update on him. Cam Dewberry, the offensive lineman out of Atascacita, uh, and then Kelvin Banks. An, another Houston area lineman that uh, is committed at Oregon that is absolutely outstanding. Yeah, yeah, we'll start with Campbell being here. Um, the big news, talking to Campbell and the coaching staff, he's canceled his LSU visit for the 27th. No head coach there um, right now, so he has canceled that visit. He was looking at four schools for that last fifth and uh, final official visit. Georgia, Florida, uh, Texas A&M, possibly Oregon. I think Georgia right now is is going to get that last official visit. They've talked about it, but they haven't been able to set a date yet. But he has had conversations with the Georgia staff. I think that's where the final official visit will come from. As far as the visit down to Austin this weekend, his fourth official visit. Um, look, Texas has been working for the last official visit. But as it turns out, November 13th is a big recruiting weekend when the other guys, as you mentioned, Cam Dewberry, Kelvin Bay, unofficially Devin Brown a bunch of other kids will be there uh look I mean the Campbell uh, De- Campbell his family uh, his uncle's a coach on staff here at Bowie they're all most familiar with the University of Texas program 
Texas has been recruiting him for a long time. When Sarkeesian flood and banks were recruiting him at Alabama before Sarkeesian was hired at Texas. So there's a level of comfort there. Uh, I, I think this weekend will be big. Um, I One thing uh, Campbell told me when I interviewed him today uh, in the Arlington Bowie facility is that the Texas season – uh, the struggles have not impacted him negatively at all. He 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 knows the coaching staff. He has relationships there. Um, he's comfortable at the University of Texas. Um, and I think that's one of the big things. You know, everybody always talks about football with these guys, right? And the best assistant coach relationships. Look, it's things I write about. You have to write about it. But I think one of the big things with Campbell, uh, especially when they sit down, his circle sits down, and they get close to making this decision, which I expect to be January 2nd, the Under Armour All-America game, by the way. Um, I think he may sign in December and keep it quiet uh, just for those that haven't followed that recruitment. I think a big thing is going to be if football's taken away from you for one reason or the other, where are you comfortable as a student? Uh, on campus look and that's not in that's not where the decision is going to come from but I think it's going to be a big part of the decision in this recruitment um you know Nick Saban's recruiting him very hard uh you know when 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 the kids say Nick and they're on the first name basis and the people around say Nick right uh, coach Saban's all in on a recruit uh, and that's kind of where it's at right now you know there's a lot of chatter about Texas and Alabama around the Bowie program, that's not discounting Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a very good shot. You know, USC, uh, he went to USC this season for his birthday, by the way, and had been there on an official in June. And had Clay Helton, if that USC not had a coaching change, I think they could have ended up being the dark horse favorite. Um, but we'll see what happens now. They're not going to use that second official visit, which you can take when a coach is fired. They're not going to take that second official visit out to USC. So you would think that may hurt USC's chances when they hire a new head coach. We shall see. Uh, but more the chatter is around Texas and Alabama, around Bowie. But that doesn't mean that's where he's going. This weekend's going to be huge. And then you take that official to Georgia in December, a w- week before you possibly sign. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, and, and I think that I, I think it sounds a little status quo in a favorable position for Texas with Campbell. But nothing's cut and dry and nothing's set in stone at this point. I, I, I agree. Um, I, I agree with that's where things are at. I think this recruitment is still in the balance. I think obviously he's got an idea of who he likes. They're not going to throw that out there. Nobody's really going to throw that out there. But I do think they're still in the decision-making process. Um, because, look, two of the schools he's considered in his final five had, had coaching changes. That's going to disrupt your recruitment one way or the other. I, you know, it, it just is. That's just and the nature. You, to be. You're, you're specifically mentioning LSU and, and uh, USC. USC. Okay. All right. So let's yeah. move on. Um, thanks for reporting live there from Bowie. Moving on real quick to the other offensive linemen, both from the Houston area, Cam Dewberry who I know yeah. you saw last week, I think Thursday night or Friday night. Uh, Thursday where, night. Thursday night where – and they played Westbrook uh, and Steve Sarkeesian and Kyle Flood, uh, Texas coaches, were on hand for that. And then Kelvin Banks, the young man uh, that uh, we saw his father play from at Aldine way back in the day. <laughs> we were <laughs> to, to us. Us recruiting uh, business. <laughs> give, us, give, give us the lowdown on those two. Yeah, it was interesting watching a, a task seat in Beaumont Westbrook last Thursday. Sarkeesian, Kyle Flood, as you mentioned, were there. Bill Biedenball was there. Texas A&M, Josh Henson, another – uh, I think rushing DB coach, they all were there as well. They came into the first quarter. I think they had a little later practice. But to all three of those schools who I think are really battling it out for Dewberry were there. And obviously AM's there. 
uh, Bryce Anderson's playing for Beaumont Westbrook. And, you know, C. Sarkeesian definitely waved at Bryce as well. So, I mean, look, that that recruit that was two top-tier uh, talents. Uh, but Cam Dewberry, you know, who's at A&M last weekend, um, I, I think what's interesting about that, what I learned from that visit was that unofficial is, um, he drove his own car to Texas A&M, and the parents drove another car to A&M, and they want him to get comfortable with making that drive from Houston to Texas A&M. We'll see if he does the same thing this week in Austin. I think that's something to watch. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I, th- that would struck a chord with me when I was told that because – that means they're really pushing close to home. They're really pushing that driving distance to where they could go up and go to a practice and get back home the same day. They can just drive up for a game and get back the same day, and Cam knows he's close to home. I think that's a pretty strong indication of close to homes being pushed in this recruitment, and it makes sense. Look, it's worked well for Kenyon Green from Atascocita at Texas A&M. His family's been able to come up to practices, go to games, come back the same day. They've never had to fly, right? They've never had to make that drive and stay in a hotel overnight four, five, 600 miles away and come back. So that, that close to home is being pushed. I, I think that can help Texas as well. And this recruitment, we'll see how they do this weekend. Uh, but I also think, Bobby, look, we've been doing this a long time. That, that's a pretty decent indication Oklahoma was in a good spot in this recruitment, if you ask me. You don't have to really push the close to home factor if the close to home was winning out at the time, right? We've been doing this a long time. Uh, and obviously he likes uh, Bill Biedenball, and that's been said many times. So, again, another recruitment in the balance. Uh, he'll decide on December 15th. Ohio State, LSU there on the peripheral. Ohio State really on the peripheral. Uh, you know, depending on who LSU hires, could they make a run if Brad Davis is retained? Maybe. Uh, somewhat close to home there. But I thought that was the interesting thing uh, from Cam Dubair that I learned over the weekend is that there is a push to stay close to home. Kelvin Banks, he was not at AM Saturday. I thought that was interesting. Um, you know, the Oregon commitment, who for a couple of family reasons, situations may end up choosing to stay close to home. We'll see how that works out. As of yesterday, still scheduled to be in Austin this weekend. Uh, Summer Creek plays a playoff game Friday night against Channel View. I believe it's Channel View. Um, so that will be huge. If, if, since he didn't show up in College Station Saturday, you wonder, is he actually going to show up in Austin? If he does, that's a pretty strong indication that Texas uh, could have a shot here at the flip. And the key is going to be, I, I, I think the big thing there is, you know, can you the ability to come in and compete right away for a starting job Co- combined with a, a situation in the family that could, uh, that's making him second guess being 2,000 miles away from home or however many miles it is, long ways. Uh, but, look, he has a great relationship with Mario Cristobal and the Oregon staff. At the end of the day, that's where he picked. But this one's been in play. We've been mentioning on Inside Texas for a while that, this one's been in play, and and if he shows up in Austin Saturday, it gets interesting. Yeah, and, and I think here here's the reality with and you mentioned Banks and early playing time, and and the next guy I want to go to is, I think it's about early playing time across the board to almost all of these guys. If if you're not watching Texas football right now and and looking at the offensive line in particular and thinking, gee, I might have a chance tomorrow. Um, if you're not looking at the wide receiver core and saying, gee, I might have a chance tomorrow, I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> um, uh, even at quarterback who, a, a guy that's coming in this weekend, kind of a, you know, Texas started putting out lines into the ocean, uh, about a month ago or so about taking another quarterback in this recruiting class to join Malik Murphy. And that's Devin Brown, young man out of Utah slash Arizona, that corridor. He is uh, visiting officially this weekend, correct? 
Yeah, he is uh, a kid that's from Queen uh, uh, Creek, Arizona. He's playing a senior year at Corner Canyon. So that's an important piece to this recruitment. He's not from Utah. He's from Arizona. Easy flight to Austin, right? He already visited Ole Miss, to your point. Ability to come in and play early, right? Matt Corral's gone. You can envision yourself going in and competing for the job there. With Texas, uh, no, no quarterback has taken the reins at Texas this year and looks like a guy that you can't compete with. My, no offense to Hudson Carter uh, uh, Thompson. That's just the way it is. So, and that he remains committed to USC. Obviously, we'll see how that plays out with the new head coach who was hired at USC. But Jackson Dart's a really talented freshman there. Um, who does look like he has a future. He, he, he had a great first game, then had the knee injury and bounced back this last week. He struggled a little bit. He's going to have his freshman struggle. He's really talented. So we'll see where that goes. But, I, look, I think Texas is talking to other 2022 quarterbacks that may be committed elsewhere. Um, I don't think it's about one guy. I think Texas is really uh, doing a really good job evaluating this position um, and I think the portal could be in play there, too. Uh, look, if there's a starter-level kid that comes open uh, as a possibility at Texas, they're, they're, they're looking at that. They obviously want a second quarterback in this class or somebody to come in and compete right away if it's through the portal. Yeah, I, I, I think that, uh, at the, you know, come December, mid-January, all we're going to be focused on primarily is the portal. Yeah. Um, at inside Texas. And I, I just, that's my prediction because once you run through this high end level of talent on the high school level, the guys that we're talking about now are, are, are those guys, right? Yeah. I don't, based on what Sarkeesian said at his presser last week, I don't see them dropping down and taking a, a, a lower level uh, project type on the offensive line or even elsewhere compared to what they might be able to get ready-made uh, in the portal a little bit closer to, to actually helping them out. Would you, you agree with that? hundred percent agree with that. I, I think there is a big push to get the best players and not guys that they feel like they have to develop um, over time. I, and I think in college football day, you don't have those windows anymore, Bobby, you don't at these major universities, you don't have a four year window to take five high school offensive linemen and wait two years before they hit the field. I just don't think it works that way right now. Um, so I totally agree with you. I think it's going to be portal focused after this early signing period and not February signing period focused. Yeah. Um, just a reminder, everybody who's listening to On Texas Football, this is our weekly recruiting edition with uh, Jerry Hamilton. I'm Bobby Burton. Uh, Jerry, I want to I wanted to go back and, and ask you a couple more questions here as it relates to Texas and uh, the other guys that are outstanding. So you made mention of something in the humidor that we uh, re reported on on Friday of something called the six pack, which is a group of uh, it, let me let me try to explain it. And then you riff off of it. OK, and tell me tell me where I'm right and wrong. It's a group of six Texas state of Texas kids. Yes. That are all looking at somewhat similar schools. Not every single school is the same. But a lot of them are, right? And one of them obviously was Cam Dewberry, I believe. Beyond that, I know you know who the six are, but and you've, you're kind of sworn to secrecy a little bit on who they are and whatnot. But what is the, the common thought process on, on the whole situation with Texas? And they are playing bad football right now. Does that affect their, their opinion? Uh, A&M's on a little bit of an upswing. OU's undefeated. That's the other team. LSU's without a coach. That's the other one. Where, where is it all mix and match and, and that sort of thing from this? 
Yeah, you know, I think for the fan base, the struggles affect them more than recruiting to a certain extent. Um, I, I think, you know, look, you said early, these kids are can see an opportunity to come in and play right away. And that's what all these kids want at the end of the day. And um, you factor in, in, in name, image, and likeness and, and the money to be made there. The quicker you're on the field, the better chance you have to earn and not sitting for a year. So the, all these things factor in. I think one of the big question there is with, with some of these kids in, in that six-pack is, you know, the ability to come in and make a difference at a place like Texas right now versus going to a program or two that's in a better place right now in maybe having the weight, maybe not coming in and having the ability to make that instant impact on the field like you could at Texas. So I think that'll that's what's going to be interesting. And I'm not predicting any which way this is going to go. I think it's a long – look, December 15th is a long ways away in this business, right? I mean, it's, we're five weeks away, uh, four weeks, five weeks away, whatever it is. Um, but I think that's kind of the issue or, or the, the, the discussion right now. Um, but I knew, though, every A&M win – you know, that game day atmosphere at Auburn uh, with Auburn in town last weekend was huge. Um, and so Texas is going to have to combat that a little bit because I don't think it's going to be a great game day atmosphere Saturday in Austin. I just don't. I don't think it's going to compare to where these kids have been this year. So the Texas staff is going to have to work uh, and get that figured out because the game day experience is not going to be the same. Let me ask you this, and this is a real question that I have. I mean, I'm looking um, – I've watched the last several games as you have, you know, there have been just as bad as the offense has been in the second half. And you can say whether that's because of the offensive line, Casey Thompson's thumb apparently is much worse than anybody let on. Um, you, you can say all of that. The defense has really been the, the part where people are just like, what is going on? And one of the things that you and I talk about um, when we start trying to figure out these recruits. It's not always, it's something we talked with Quandre Diggs about last week, right? You know, what makes a good football player? One of right. them is, is you have to have the requisite talent and, and ability, I think. We, we all know that. But part of it is football IQ on defense. Okay. I mean, knowing where to be and how to be and, you know, what the, it, it just matters. And I, and I will say this, um, and I'd like to get your, your feeling on this. From the group of guys they have committed on defense right now, they look like a group that's more fit to be high football IQ necessarily than some previous classes. There's not a lot of real big risks in this right. class in, in that way. Would you agree yeah. with that? Yeah, you know, I do. I, I like the defensive line kids commit in this class. I, I think they're on the right track. Um, I'm not sure they have a dynamic edge rusher in this class. And by the way, Bobby, this will probably have to be the last question. I'm about to lose power, it looks like. But um, <laughs> so you may have to close this one out. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, look, I think there's some really talented defensive tackles. I think Chris Ross, Dre Bledsoe, those guys are potential NFL talents. I mean, you look, they all the got to get there. There's all things these kids deal with. But, you know, Texas hadn't recruited D tackles with that size-speed ratio and that explosive ability. You know, I, I, I think uh, – you know, in a while, I mean, as a group, but, you know, look, Justice Finkley is a kid who I think you're going to get a lot out of. Uh, Jamon Tapp has unbelievable talent. We'll see if he gets there. 
Okay, we'll see if he gets there. Uh, but I, I think there's there's a lot of talent there. I think Derek Brown can, it has a chance to develop into an edge player. Um, you know, so we'll see. But I, I tend to agree with you. I, I think there's some guys that are have when you as the group as a whole have good talent on the defensive side of the ball. But to your point, then the question becomes when they get there and they put the pads on the college level, are, are, are they going to be dudes? Are they going to be ballers? And, and I think that uh, remains to be seen. I think Chris Ross is definitely that. I've been around him long enough to know. Uh, Jamon Tapp definitely has it in him. He's just got to mature. What about what I, I'm even thinking in the set in the back end, somebody like BJ Allen. Oh, yeah, B.J. Allen for sure. And, and the thing I like about him, too, is he comes from dang near a college program. I mean, he's a he's a preparation guy, right? And then when he gets out on the field, he has that mentality about him. I think he's going to come in in December, and I think he's going to push for a starting job. I think he has some of that that's lacking right now for sure. Um, and, and I think he comes from a winning culture at Alito, and I do think that matters. Yeah, I, I I know you said you're beeping out. Please try to tell me the latest on Denver Harris before you get going. Denver Harris, another recruitment that's in the balance right now. I think the LSU head coaching hire is going to be huge. He loves Corey Raymond. That's his favorite position coach, right? I think Texas has done a really good job after that September 22nd date when he did not commit to Alabama on his birthday. When that did not happen, I think Texas Jeff Banks has done a great job with the mom in this recruitment, and the the brother is key in the recruitment. I think Texas has done a really good job making some headway there. Um, Now we're going to see what happens. I think the LSU head coaching hire is going to be key here because if Corey Raymond is retained as expected and Denver likes the head coach, I think that makes it tougher on Texas, but we'll see where that goes. Jerry, I, I appreciate you for joining me. I'll stay on here for, and talk a little bit more because I do have a couple things I want to uh, bring up. Uh, but uh, this has been Jerry Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining us, Jerry. Absolutely. See you guys next time. Have a good one. All right. So a couple other things. Jamil Johnson became the first 2023 commit uh, for the Longhorns uh, on Thursday of last week. He's the uh, defensive back out of Arlington Seguin, had uh, scholarship offers from uh, Oklahoma A&M, several other uh, programs around the country. That's a big pickup for the Longhorns. I wanted to mention that. Uh, I also want to mention this. The Longhorns are currently at 22 commitments. Uh, as it relates to keeping those 22 commitments, because other teams are going to continue to try to pick away at those Longhorn commitments. Big name kids are still out there. Um, our teams are trying to pick away at guys like probably Brennan Thompson would we be one. B.J. Allen, I'm sure, has other teams calling him right now. Uh, Cole Hudson, Connor Robertson, all of these guys, Anthony Jones. They have um, other colleges still trying to get at them. So it'll be interesting to see with this swoon in the season uh, whether or not uh, the Texas coaching staff can stay on top of those guys and, and make sure that they're Longhorns in the end. Uh, so for uh, Bobby Burton and Jerry Hamilton, uh, thanks for watching this week's edition of On Texas Football's Recruiting Special. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.